Um, we are thankful that you are here. Welcome again for the third time to Sunlight Community Church. My name is Aaron Scantlin. I'm the worship pastor and youth pastor here. And we're excited to continue in our series, Circles. This morning, we're going to be talking about attitudes, keeping in step with the Spirit. But first, we don't normally uh, announce all the babies that are born here, but we actually have two really exciting ones. Um, One was not just birthed this week, but Aisley is here, and I was told the way to remember is it's like Paisley without the P. So Aisley Ellard is here. The Ellards are here for the first time. This week, she's home from the hospital, and we're so excited. Many of you have been praying along with them, and she's home. And also, you can see I'm preaching this morning and not Pastor John. It's because Heidi had the baby on Thursday, so we're also excited for Haziah, who is here, and um, he's also awesome. So we'll be seeing him sometime soon. So we're glad that you're here. So uh, today we're going to be looking at Galatians 5, and we're going to be talking about our attitudes and the fruit of the Spirit and the way that we do that, keeping in step with the Spirit. So would you turn with me to Galatians chapter 5, and uh, if you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians And if you have your devices, you can go ahead and go right to uh, the Sunlight Community app. And right at the top is a Read the Bible link. Just click that. It'll take you to our YouVersion event uh, and right to the passage. So let's look at Galatians 5. I'm not going to actually start with Galatians 1, even though it says there at the beginning. We're going to get to that later. But... Uh, when we see in the first half of the chapter, chapter, the context of our passage is that Paul is saying, don't follow the spirit of the law. Uh, and that doesn't mean like there's the letter of the law and the spirit of the law, but he's contrasting like uh, the Holy Spirit with following the spirit of the law. So he's saying don't follow the spirit of the law and don't be ruled by it. God's way is not about rules. Don't make yourself subject again to the law, but instead follow the Holy Spirit. It is for freedom that you have been set free. So Paul's contrasting the law with the freedom we have in Christ. So let's go ahead and look at our passage here and turn to verses 16 through 18 to get started. But I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So the first thing we see here is that we're at war. We've got a war that's going on inside of us. And we're battling with this, this old man that we had uh, and the new man. You know, we're, we're living in the spirit now. We have Christ inside of us. 
but at the same time, we're still in this earthly body. We're still struggling with sin. Uh, and we have the power to overcome that with Christ. But it's a battle, right? It, it rages. Uh, and so I promise probably to not always bring up the rock band I was in. Um, but it just so happens that we had a song about this that was called Strength. Um, and uh, the, the chorus was about swinging knuckles. And we already heard just a, a tad of it here during the announcements. But um, swinging knuckles to the back of your head. And it was, it was not about our own strength, but the strength that we have in Christ to be able to battle that. So do we have that, that video? We'll skip ahead here. We don't want to watch four whole minutes of it, but that's me in the middle. I think I still have a lot of energy. I don't know. You can ask the youth group if I still jump around. I do not headbang like I used to, though. My, my head can't take the trauma anymore. But um, the, That was one of uh, people's favorite songs that we did. That I loved doing it in concert, too. The swing of knuckles was always fun. Uh, but that battle that we have, the war we have inside of us, it... It's a daily struggle that we have to go through to be continually turning from the old ways to the new ways. So we need to be keeping in step with the Spirit because keeping in step with the Spirit leads your momentary attitudes. Walking with the Holy Spirit stops our desire to sin. We won't be controlled by instant gratification when we're keeping in step with the Spirit. Instant uh, gratification and sin breaks our continuous relationship with God, but not our eternal relationship with Him. He's paid the price already, and the attitudes and actions of the flesh, they don't define us. When we do give in to the flesh, however, repentance restores that daily relationship with him. You know, when you, when you do something in relationship with somebody, you say something, you know, really mean, really difficult, or you do something, it, it hurts that relationship, right? It, it causes a division, and really before you can move on with that, you have to make that right. You have to talk to them. And, and that's 
that's what's broken with us, um, with Jesus at that time. But we still have his eternal salvation, but we have to keep working to repent and turning back to him. Uh, But our momentary attitudes, they can ruin our long-term relationships with others because humans are far slower to forgive than God is. In fact, we sometimes will carry a grudge all the way to our grave. So we need to be led by the Spirit so our thoughts, attitudes, and actions align with God and not ourselves. Because we're selfish jerks. Yeah, I'm talking to you and me. And, and also, we define people by their worst moments. Just look at Twitter and social media these days. No matter what a person has done in the entirety of their life, our culture takes that one, what someone has done and, and wants to say that nothing else matters because they made a bad comment once. Because something dark and sinful was brought to light. But that's all of us, really, right? I mean, do you want to be defined as the worst thing that you did in your life, your worst moment? Of course not. But we have this, this judge, jury, and executioner now of Twitter that wants to just cancel out everything that we've done that has come before that. But that... That doesn't define us in Christ. What we are not who we used to be. Thankfully, God defines us by the sacrifice of Jesus, not our worst moment, but by grace. And we need to see ourselves for who we are, children of God, not who people think or say we are. So let's go ahead and turn back to Galatians chapter 5. Verses 19 through 21 now. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, which actually means drugs, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Right. Um, against such things, sorry, I skipped where we were at. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So keeping in step with the Spirit means saying no to the flesh. Paul is giving a stern warning here. Lawless people aren't part of God's family. And therefore, they won't inherit his kingdom. Inheritance goes to a person's children. It will be evident in our lives whether we are his or not by the way that we live. We're not supposed to do these things. But the world says, don't do too much partying. But Paul says, Don't ever do these things. The world says, get high, but don't overdose. Have sex with whoever you want, but don't get a disease. Get drunk, just don't drive. And uh, hippies are a big contradiction 
Uh, did you guys hear about the uh, Hippie Fest? It was just a couple weeks ago over at Buck Lake. Uh, they way oversold the tickets, and we ended up having people trying to park in our parking lot, and that, and that was fun. But hippies love the actions of the flesh, but they want to have the attitudes of, I'll call it spiritual, not, not the Holy Spirit, but spiritual attitudes, right? Love, joy, and peace, man, right? But they have no self-control. Free love. Drugs, rock and roll. Not that all rock and roll is bad, as we saw. But, but they have no rules. They just do whatever they feel. But when we follow the Holy Spirit, we have freedom in Christ. Not to do whatever we want, but freedom from that war that's within us. Freedom from the flesh. We're not under the burden of following the rules. Because rules tell us, don't do this, don't do that, don't have sex before you're married, don't kill, don't lie. And these are true, right? God has given us this in the Ten Commandments and in his law, but when we're only following the rules, we're focusing on sin. But now that we have the Holy Spirit, we can follow him and focus on the things of God. So let's turn again to Galatians chapter 5. Now let's look at verses 22 and 23. Paul loves to contrast things here, right? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. There's no law against the fruit of the Spirit. When we're doing those things, we will fulfill the law. That won't be a problem. So keeping in step with the Spirit produces godly attitudes. We're going to have attitudes and actions that we want when we keep in step with the Spirit. He's going to put these godly attitudes into us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what will flow out of us when we keep in step with the Holy Spirit. So now let's go back to the first verse of this chapter. Just the very first part. Verse 1, for freedom Christ has set us free. It seems redundant, right? But we say we have freedom in Christ, but we're not actually always living free. But he, he has to state this. It's for freedom that you've been set free. So live in that freedom of the Holy Spirit. And then verses 24 and 25. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit... Let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So there it is, the uh, phrase I keep repeating. It's, it's from the passage. We're supposed to keep in step with the Spirit. So we have a responsibility. We can't actually do the fruit of the Spirit. Our responsibility is to keep in step with the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. 
patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I feel like maybe I missed kindness. Did I say kindness? I missed it. There you go. Kindness. So you may be asking, great, but what does it mean to keep in step with the Spirit? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Keeping in step with the Spirit is listening to the Spirit and obeying the Spirit. As believers, the Holy Spirit is inside of us. We are living in the Spirit, but we still have to listen to what the Spirit says, what the Spirit is telling us, and we have to obey Him. Yes, we are living in the Spirit, but we also have to keep in step with the Spirit. Just because He's inside of us doesn't mean that we're actually paying attention to what He has to say or doing what he's asked us to do. So we need to be listening to the Spirit and obeying the Spirit. But we can't recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit if we aren't in his word. The Father's word, spoken by the word, Jesus, and whispered to our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We need to read the Bible so we know what God is all about, all that he has taught us. So when he speaks through his Holy Spirit, we know that it's him. So how do we display the fruit of the Spirit in our individual circles? We shouldn't try harder to be better. We have limited resources when we try to do the fruit of the Spirit in our own strength. Doing things ourselves won't get us very far. But when we make the choice to keep in step with the Spirit, we will have no limit of fruit because it's the Holy Spirit at work inside of us and His resources are unlimited. Spiritual fruit is just like regular fruit. Right? Jesus used all these examples and, and Paul is following suit of things that actually correlate to what they are. So you can't just ask God for patience and it appears. We can't just walk up to a tree and say, God, give me a peach. And it suddenly appears and you just pick it off the tree. Fruit takes a long time to grow. When you think of like an apple tree, uh, it it not only takes a long time for it to grow, it's, it's very delicate and you got to care for it and keep it going. And, and then when it finally has apples, uh, they're nasty and they don't taste good. And it takes several years of producing apples before they're even edible and they taste really good. So if we're a tree, a tree doesn't water itself. It doesn't tend itself. It doesn't prune itself. No, it's the gardener that does those things. And God is the gardener. The Holy Spirit is the one that's working it out in us and growing us into a fruitful tree if we are his. So when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, I got a question for you. What are you more afraid of? Are you, are you more afraid to say, oh, I need to have more patience in my life? 
Or, God, will you grow patience in me? And I was talking to Sarah about this, and, and she said, oh, I, I think that one's easy. Just, oh, God, you take care of it. But to me, uh, I think the longer that you've been a believer, the more you understand that if you pray a prayer like this, it's kind of a scary prayer. Like, God's going to grow patience in you, and it probably is not the way that you would choose to do it. You know, when we, when we say, I need to have more patience, it's something that we can control. It's something that I can seek for myself and do in a comfortable way that doesn't really stretch me that much. But that doesn't really bear much fruit. When we ask God, God, grow patience in me, that can be scary because, uh, you know, he's really going to stretch you. And it's often difficult things that really bring that out, things that we have to wait for to bring patience. That's what's going to bear fruit. So the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, patience, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I keep switching the order. I'm sure you're noticing. But I got them all in there this time. So let, let's just take a look at these things. And remember, this isn't something that, that we're doing. It's something that the Holy Spirit is growing in us, all these different uh, attitudes and actions, these things that are coming out of us. What's inside of us is going to come out of us. But it, it's really helpful sometimes to kind of see what those look like. And it's, all, it's helpful to say, hmm, I'm not sure if that's really the way that I'm responding at times. And maybe this is an area where I need to spend some extra prayer um, to ask God for this. So uh, some of these we'll just kind of hit briefly and some we might look at a little longer. But love. You know, there's a whole chapter of the Bible about it. And we often read it at, at weddings, you know, all the love is patient, love is kind. It, it's like love is also all the fruit of the Spirit, you know. But we need to have love towards others the way that Christ has loved us. Do you love others well? And joy. I love this quote by Eugene Peterson. He's the one who wrote the message, uh, the paraphrase of the Bible. He said, when we are normal, we talk. When we are dying, we whisper. But when there is more in us than we can contain, we sing. When we're healthy, we walk. When we're decrepit, we shuffle. But when we are beyond ourselves in vitality, we dance. Joy. When God shows you something in his word that finally makes sense in a new way, when you give a gift to somebody, there's something they really want and they really need. When you're discipling someone and they take a step of growth towards Jesus and others. When you're blessed with something that you had no idea how you were going to fill that need. That's joy. You got to sing about it. You know, you just can't contain yourself this joy. You got to dance. You got to do a praise dance. We were, we were dancing last night. LJ and Corey are here. They helped us finish up the uh, communal part of our basement. So it is finally ready to have people over. We're going to have the youth group over tonight uh, for a game night. And uh, 
Very soon we'll be inviting you to a worship night. We're, we're so excited. You just, when it's there, you can't contain yourself. It just comes out. It's not just spiritual happiness or I'm happy about this thing. It's, it's, it's when God is just pouring something out of you. It just has to come out some way. And peace Romans 12, 8 says, as far as it's up to you, be at peace with all men. We need to be peacemakers in your family, at school and work or in the community. Do people know you as a person of peace? Can they come to you to be a peacemaker in a difficult situation? Patience. This is a big one for me. Instead of being offended, we need to be patient. James 1.19 says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Our family members, they seem to know exactly the right buttons to push, and they just keep pushing them. Sometimes when they're little kids, they're literally like poking you in the exact spot. Other times, we know that thing that really sets them off. Why do we do that as family members? Why do we love to try and set off our family? And then there's, there's people on social media that set us off, right? Are you quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger? Or do you take the bait every time? Do you bite your brother's head off? Do you scream at your mother or your father? Do you just have to tell and yell online at some idiot who is posting something that is so obviously ridiculous. I just have to say something. How about in our community? When you go out to eat, are you patient with your server or are you demanding and rude when people don't respond fast enough to your needs at the bank or at the store or with your coworkers? Woo! Y'all, Pray for me. I am a soccer coach this year at Angola Middle School to 34 junior high boys. Thank you, Ryan Stellhorn. 34. God give me patience. I must have 34 nerves because they get on every single last nerve I have. It's been great. It's been good. I love the opportunity to be in the community, to meet other teachers. Uh, I have some fellow coaches, and um, I love working with the kids, and it's just been so much fun to get to know them. But wow, junior high boys. Uh, It's a daily struggle. (laughs) Yeah. So what is that for you? What is it that just grinds your gears, that You need God's patience for. Kindness. Kill them with kindness. Do you repay people who are mean or rude to you with kindness? I know I don't always. Goodness. And goodness does mean like being good, known as a good person, but it's not just about being a good person. It's also about being generous, both with your time and and your abilities with others, uh, and also giving to them of things and in need with money. Giving, you know, the phrase, giving out of the goodness of your heart. 
That, that's being good when you're giving to others. Faithfulness. Man, Hosea in the Bible was an amazing picture of faithfulness. God wanted to show how unfaithful his people, the Jews, were. So he told Hosea to go marry a prostitute. He did that. He, he went and he married the woman. They had children. And even after that, she left and she went back into prostitution. And Hosea didn't say, oh, that's it. Like, no, he didn't even just accept her back. He actually went after her. I, th- I think of the song, Goodness of God, that his goodness is running after us. Like, Hosea went and bought her back out of prostitution, brought her back, forgave her, and she was his wife again. That's, that's the picture of faithfulness that God has to his people, to us. Because feeling good doesn't last that long. And romance doesn't continue forever. We so often hear, oh, I'm not in love with you anymore. But that's not what faithfulness is about. God was faithful even when we weren't. Even when we were adulterous. Even when we were apathetic to him. God is still faithful. Or also, do you have a friend that you know if you call them, they will pick up every time? Do you know that if there's anything that you need, they will be in there, no questions asked? Is there someone who sees you that way, that they know they can call you anytime for anything, and you'll pick up the phone and you'll be right there? Are you known as a faithful person? Gentleness. Would your children say that you are a gentle father or mother? Are you tender-hearted to those who are hurting? Self-control. When was the last time that you fasted? I think it's, we, we hardly ever talk about this or, or really practice it, um, but it's not something that's gone away. And Jesus talked about fasting in a way that was just a given. It wasn't, hey, you should do this. It was just when you fast. Fasting helps us break things that have a hold on us. So are you being ruled by social media? Try taking a week off. Are you addicted to video games? Take a break for a week from from all the video games. Are you too busy to spend time with God? Is your life so loud that you can't hear him? Try fasting food for a day or two. And take that extra time to spend in prayer, in his word, and listening to the Holy Spirit. Fasting is a great way to cultivate self-control in your life. I don't know about you, but some of these really cut me deep. We need the Holy Spirit to grow these in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit is not something that we can just do. We have a responsibility to follow him, to know what it is he's calling us to, and to keep in step with the Spirit, to believe in faith what he said he will do, and then let him 
grow that fruit in our life. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that we can turn to it and we can see what it is that you want in our lives. You, you've given it to us. God, we want to follow you. We want to know more about you. We want to know you and experience you more. And thank you that you've given us a blueprint, a map to follow, to understand, to know, and so that we can hear your voice and know that it is you when you're calling us to things, when you're calling out in us that patience that we're lacking in that situation, the self-control that we need uh, with something, the, the joy that we should be having for things uh, when instead sometimes we're bitter or we're just tired and we've lost that excitement that you give, God. Would you grow these things in us? God, would you grow love in us, grow patience, grow kindness and gentleness? Would you help us to be faithful people and known in the community as people that when we're poked, when we're prodded, when things are done to us, that what comes out is your Holy Spirit, is the fruit that we see when we keep in step with you. God, we love you, and we pray all these things in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.